This is episode 411, part four. Should we continue the relationship after infidelity with Jade and Matthew? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. All right, welcome back. I'm now on part four of what was intended to be a three-part series. If you've been following the journey with Jade and Matthew, I talked to Jade, then I talked to Matthew, and then all three of us were going to talk. But then something happened. You have to listen to part three. And just Jade and I had a conversation. But at the end of that conversation, I said I'd really like to talk to Matthew either on his own or the two of you together. And they opted for the two of them together to come on the show. And that is this call. So far, all of the couples coaching that I've done on the show has resulted in the couples staying together, getting stronger. This was different. This is actually a conscious uncoupling. So if you're going through a relationship breakup or you feel that perhaps it is time to end a relationship, I think this episode is going to be very valuable, especially for those of you who are thinking you might be entangled a bit. There might be some emotional addiction, some codependence, and just a lot of wounding playing out. I talk often about how issue-based relationships, relationships where there's a lot of connection, a lot of chemistry, often the best thing to do is for both people to go and do their individual healing. Oftentimes it's not possible to heal within the relationship. And I feel that's the case for Jade and Matthew. This is a beautiful heartfelt episode. I think you'll enjoy it and get a lot from it. As you're listening to this episode, consider, are you an enabler? Or are you addicted to someone else enabling you? Do you tend to be a little codependent or a lot codependent in relationship? Do you know that you love someone so much, but no matter how much you love them, it's up to them to change? And finally, are you feeling like perhaps it's time for a conscious uncoupling in your relationship? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Jade and Matthew. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week. You may have heard me talk about Sensate before and how much I love it. So what Sensate is, I mean, in my words, Sensate is a calming device. It's an anti-anxiety, calming, help you sleep better, vagus nerve device. (laughs) In their words, Sensate is an infrared resonance device that when paired with the sessions in the app, works at reducing stress and improving well-being. So how it works is... You put it on your chest, it vibrates, you pair it with different music or sessions on the app, and it emits these infrasonic sound waves that are synchronized with the soundscapes in the app to provide deep relaxation in 10 to 30 minute sessions. It not only works towards releasing stress and anxieties in the present moment, but it also increases your stress resilience over time, improves your heart rate variability, and helps with better quality sleep and many other benefits. So it's been one of the tools I've been using, especially after my sleep was so turned upside down after becoming a mom. And I would say my worry (laughs) to just my thinking, I have this whole other human that I'm thinking about a lot. And oftentimes my mind is racing at night or I wake up in the middle of the night and it's hard for me to go back to sleep. And Sensate is something that's really helped me a lot. So if you 
want to reduce stress and get something that's super easy, super easy to travel with, super easy to use, you can get your Sensei for $30 off with code over it. I'm going to put the link to get your Sensei in the show notes. You can grab it there. Just enter promo code over it and check out and you'll get $30 off. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Jade and Matthew. Jade and Matthew, welcome back to the show. I'm looking forward to, to having this session with both of you. So thank you both for being willing to come on. Thank you. No, for thank you. Us. Yeah. Yeah. So Jade, you and I talked a couple of weeks ago and I heard, you know, your perspective and we had that opportunity to chat and I haven't had the opportunity to chat with Matthew. So Matthew, I just wanted to, to start with you and check in with how you're doing and how you're feeling about things and where you would say the relationship is right now. I guess I'm in a little bit more of a relieved space uh, somewhat since I got back from Europe had some things that I guess I had to tell Jade that I was probably holding a little bit of guilt for conversations and, and some interactions that I'd had with some, with some people over there, uh, women mainly. And I guess, you know, so it took me back to that whole, you know, possibility of leaky sexual energy, which is quite a new concept to me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what my intentions were behind having those conversations um, and then bringing that to, bringing that to Jade as well as some things I'd done while we were sort of separated. Mm-hmm. And then when we separated, uh, well, we sort of separated after I got back from Europe and, mm. you know, I sort of went back to default mode and downloaded um, some dating apps and spoke to people. And then, you know, after, after a few hours, I deleted them sort of realizing what I, what I was doing. Cause it's not really in alignment with what I said that I wanted, I wanted for my life. And yeah, like I was really apologetic for, for all of those things. Jade has this really beautiful uh, way of supporting me and understanding the humanness in in what I've what I've done, uh, and we're sort of at an edge now where we are. You know, I, I feel like I've I've um, I've told her everything that I'm that I'm shameful of. You know, throughout our relationship and. When we weren't reconnected, there was a couple of things that I really wasn't proud of that I was really holding on to. And I feel like that, you know, my energy was in those places when I was when I was thinking about that sort of stuff, whenever we would talk about times that we weren't together. And they were really kind of like they were like a really big shadow over me. And yeah, I guess since I've like I I, I told her about those last night, so it's still a very fresh, very fresh bit of information for her to process. And I'm not really quite sure how to process past here because it's, it's as understanding as she's being, it's something that, you know, she has a, an, an instinctual feeling or an energetic feeling that there's more that's happened. So I'm not quite sure um, what to, what to do from here. Mm. And in your words, do you feel like you've been out of integrity? Well, yeah, out of integrity because I didn't tell her, you know, everything that had happened when we were separated, which was, mm-hmm. you know, which was a, I guess a, an agreement for us to, to be re-engaging and to be reconnecting. So, you know, that was, that wasn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in regards to me being overseas, you know, my, the conversation, a couple of conversations that I'd had with some females over there, you know, leaky sexual energy being quite a new concept to me, you know, I thought it sort of just meant, you know, being confident, but you know, it's, um, 
I guess my intentions were like, you know, I, I found them attractive. Mm-hmm. They possibly, you know, were receptive of that. And as, as much as the conversations weren't, you know, they weren't sexual, they weren't flirty, they weren't any of that sort of stuff, you know, like that whole energy thing is, is just something that I'm going to have to work on. And, you know, when you're coming from a place of, of, of lack or, you know, seeking external validation, even only energetically, you know, that's, like I said, that's quite a new concept to me. So it's something that I'm going to have to address. Yeah. How do you plan to address it? Well, I'm actually booking in to do some inner child work to begin with, with a, I guess, a therapist over in Australia mm-hmm. um, and really trying to maybe attack some of my uh, abandonment and, you know, need for external validation, wounds or patterns. Right. And just go from there. Like, you know, a lot of this whole healing process is still very new to me. Right. And, you know, there's things that are constantly coming up and I feel like I've been, you know, just thrown this whole, you know, big ball of information. And it's really hard to process sometimes along with, you know, having the realizations of my my childhood trauma and teenage trauma. And Yeah. Yeah. And quite honestly, it's probably not the best time to be in a relationship. Hmm. Because your your first priority needs to be yourself and your own healing. Yeah. Truly. Truly. Hmm. Yeah. Jay, do you agree with that? You kind of took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause Matthew, it's a big ask. It's a big ask of anybody to be processing childhood trauma, abandonment, rejection, abuse, all of that. And I wouldn't attack it. I would love it, understand it, heal it. Right. Cause no inner child wants to feel attacked. I really like look at it as like, I'm bringing awareness to this. I'm bringing healing to it. I'm understanding myself. It's a lot. And to do all that and be in a relationship, you're consistently going to be having to go from taking care of the inner child to taking care of partner, taking care of inner child, taking care of partner. And it's more likely you will sabotage or rebel because it will feel like too much. And when a part of us feels too compressed, we either retract and just like go into kind of that hypo arousal state of just being numb and shut down, or we act out. You have the personality to kind of act out more. I think that there's so much you're understanding. I think there's so much you're learning. And I don't mean this with any disrespect and I don't mean it in a patronizing way at all. It feels to me like you're just not ready to be in the mature type of relationship that ultimately I think you want. I guess I'm sort of like I've been really like on the fence with that because uh, I feel uh, like guided and you know like Jade sort of got my back with this with this healing process and it's you know I guess I don't I don't know how these challenges will come up if I'm not you know in that relationship type dynamic. I hear you and I, that's a legitimate concern. And Jade having you your back is more of enabling and entanglement than it mm. is a healthy support. Like the people that need to have your back are your friends, your facilitators, your coaches. Like those are the people that will hold space for you and yourself and God, your higher power, whatever that is. Because when we have a lot of the trauma that you have had in your life and, you know, Jade has these patterns too, which is why you're, you know, a great match in so many ways is codependence and trauma bonding is really, is happening here. Mm. 
And that can create a lot of entanglement in the relationship. And it it isn't the kind of conscious relationship that ultimately I think either one of you want, because what I get from both of you is that you're committed to personal growth. You're committed to consciousness. You're committed to have different relationships than your parents had for sure. And a really Mm -hmm. conscious, loving relationship. And the, the dynamic right now of, you know, you working through the stuff and Jade kind of being the caretaker or holding you through it. I don't think it's going to get either one of you where you want to go. And it's going to be important for you, Matthew, to know that you can hold yourself through this because you've needed the feminine. You've needed a woman for validation, for worthiness, for confidence, for, you know, whatever. And you, you, you want to get to the point where you don't need that. And let me just say in partnership, we have each other's back. We need each other. But what you're tackling right now is pretty intense. And Jade has a lot of her own wounding, you know, that's happened because of the relationship, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like she's in this place of, I am totally good. I totally trust you. I totally got you. I'm not triggered at all. I'm up for this. You know, she has her own stuff that she needs to work through. So yeah. it's like she doesn't have the container to really hold you right now. Am I putting words in your mouth, Jade, or is that accurate? Everything you're saying is like, yeah, it's super accurate. I felt this like responsibility almost to take care of him because of the love that I have for him. Right. And this fear of if I'm not here, then he just reverts back to old patterns, um, which I've seen time and time again. And I'm like, it's at this point of realization of like, uh, yeah, like the enabling, like I can't hold yeah. space for him particularly because of how I feel and I still have to heal from the hurt between us. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's like it's all this, I want to be there for him, but I can't right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Matthew, I just want you to feel for a moment and really let into your heart how much you're loved and supported. By both of us right now, obviously Jade loves you in a very different way than I'm holding love for you right now. But I just want you to feel just right now and see if you can really let into your heart two people, two women, just really holding for you and loving you. And know that even if you're not in relationship with Jade, that love isn't going to go away. And you can use that love as a reference point of why I am lovable. But ultimately, Matthew, the only person that can really heal this for you and really hold you is you. You can't rely on someone else to do it. It's a big ask too of anybody. Mm. So I just want you to speak for a moment of just like how it feels just to be held and loved right now. I don't. I feel like I I haven't been held and loved by Jade, so it's not a foreign feeling. Okay. I'd still love to know how it feels. Yeah, it's um I guess it it's reassuring. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, when I think about the love that I share with Jade, it's warm. Um it feels like home and um, yeah, I guess still that, that want to return home. Yeah. And do yeah. you think that you can generate that feeling without her? 
Yeah, look, I have no doubt I can. I guess I just, uh, yeah, I guess I just uh, thought that, you know, this is something that we might be able to work through. That's all. Yeah. You know, with, with my intentions being on healing and, um, you know, being the best I can be. And yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, yeah, it's just throwing another spanner in the works. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. And I know it feels like this, but it actually, like you two breaking up and doing your own healing from my perspective is the the best thing that could happen mm. because because there's trauma bonding and because there's entanglement and because there's codependence going on here i actually think you two being together would slow you both down mm. why do you think i would say that i guess you've you know you've experienced this before probably seen this time and time again with, with people. Yeah. Um, like if someone is rehabbing their leg and they always have a crutch or a cane, how quickly do you think they're going to get strength back? Yeah. If they're too. dependent on the crutch or cane, right? It's not until you take the crutch away and are like, okay, you can do it. It's time to start mm. walking on your own. Mm. And that you, you've been a, Jade's been a bit of a crutch. And, mm. and you have to her at times too, because her caretaking you has distracted her from what she needs to focus on. Mm. So that's the entanglement and codependence. And I, I really get it sad and I really get that you love each other. And I don't know what's going to happen a year, two years, five years down the road. Maybe you find each other again, who knows, but what I'm actually going to recommend and we can talk about how you both feel about it. But what I'm actually going to recommend is that you guys have no contact for, I would say, at least a year. So tell me what comes up for each of you when I say that. I don't, I don't, know, if, I don't know if I want that. Mm-hmm. Jade, how about you? I don't want that, but I can also see the situation objectively and see that this is a trauma bond, emotional addiction mm-hmm. situation, and that I yes. can't continue to heal in this environment when the same things keep happening. Yes. And I also, it's, yeah, it's it's scary, but I it's something that's been playing on my mind for the past week or so of just like, I can't stay in this situation just to monitor him and to keep him in check. Like he needs to be able to do that on his own. Yeah. And even it's hard for either one of you to move on because as soon as you connect and talk again, it's like the spark gets ignited Mm -hmm. and it could be six months. You could start at three months. I mean, I'm not your police person. So why I'm suggesting this is all the reasons you said, and I'll just give an analogy here. It's like, both of you are realizing that alcohol is not good for you anymore. And you're like, okay, we'll totally We'll, we'll not drink alcohol anymore. But once a week, we're just going to have a little sip of tequila, just a little sip. That's all. We're not going to get drunk. We're not going to have a glass, just a sip. It just like takes you backwards every single time. And to, for you, I'll speak to you, Matthew, first to get to where I feel you want to go and where you've told me you wanted to go in our session. You, need a bit of a feminine detox you need to not be in relationship because jade's been your person she's been your consistent person she's been the person you can go to and be understood and in so many ways she's helped you heal your shame because she's taken you back multiple times and 
has loved you through a lot of the things you've shared with her. And when we share some things with her, share our vulnerabilities with someone and they, they love us and they're there, it's really hard to let that go. And in so many ways, she's a crutch, like I said. So you guys could stay in contact. I just think it's going to take much longer and be much messier for both of you. And again, you can make any decision you want. I'm just going off of experience and intuition here. If you actually stop contact and do your own healing, and when you miss each other, write letters to each other that you'll never mail or maybe someday will, and really bring the focus back to you. Because when we're in an enmeshed, codependent, entangled trauma bond relationship, we're pulled out of what we need to do for ourselves by the other person. And it, like just not thinking about each other and moving on is going to be hard enough. If you have contact with each other, it's just going to make it harder. It's just going to make it harder. And from my point of view, it's actually the most loving thing you could do for each other. So again, you don't have to decide now. You don't have to take my advice at all. I'm just going off of what I think will be most effective for you. So all that said, Matthew, now how do you feel about it? I feel like, um, I feel pretty numb right now. Um, that's like not what I really expected of this, of this situation. And I guess like with, you know, removing my expectation, I see, you know, the possible benefits in it. And, you know, if there was maybe a way that we could, we could stay in contact or we could, you know, I guess, uh, update each other along our journeys, you know, like, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to lose <laughs> it. And it's not through, you know, attachment or entanglement. It's like my, my pure feelings for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, here's what do you, do you some, is there a part of you that someday would like to get this relationship back? Yeah. Like I'm, I, 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 when I think about my future, like she's in it in every, every way. Okay. So Jade, I'm going to attempt to speak for you and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. So for Jade, a huge issue is trust. Huge issue is trust in order for her ever to trust you. She needs to see you can do this on your own. She needs to see you can do this without her. She needs to see you can do this without someone kind of policing you or momming you or loving you or having your back. Like she needs to see that you want to do this for you. Because when we do something for ourselves, it lasts. We do something to get something, another person or something external. It doesn't because we're doing it for something outside of us. We're not doing it for ourselves. So if there is a part of you that wants this relationship to, well, not this exact relationship, because this is a, this exact relationship needs to die, needs to be divorced, done. If you guys ever come back together in a different form, it's a new relationship. But for the two of you to ever be in a place again, my sense is, and I'm going to turn it to you, Jade, in a second, that not prove, because this isn't about proving yourself. This is about like, she knows that on some level you do all this because you don't love yourself. And she needs to see you go love yourself so hard and so deeply that you don't need anybody for her to feel safe enough to trust you again. So Jade, I'm going to turn it to you. And 
add anything you want, agree, disagree. I want to hear from you. Everything that you said is exactly how I have felt and am feeling. Yeah, it is that real, like every time we have separated or something's happened or something's blown up, there's that time in between has been filled with the same behaviour. Those same patterns have been reverted to. And yeah, I guess I haven't I haven't seen that even though there's there's words to say that, you know, that change wants to happen and that that he wants this, that he wants to be better, that he doesn't want to revert to these things. Like the behavior speaks differently. So I right. haven't been able to build that trust up, like you said, because the, the words don't match the actions. And it, it is this like real feeling of of like you said, it's like it's I've got a I've had this responsibility that if I just stick around, then maybe he won't revert back to that. Right. Right. But I think the thing that's held me back is the fear that like I don't know how to step away from this without firstly feeling guilt that I'm letting someone down and just fear that if I step away, then he becomes, then he self-sabotages and he falls back into those things because of the lack of love that he has for himself. Right. But you providing love for him is still not him having self-love. No, I know. I know. So if you want to feel guilty about something, I feel like I don't want you to feel guilty about anything, but I want to actually try to flip it. It's actually worse to enable someone. Yeah, I feel that. You know, and Matthew, long-term for you, like in order to get to the place in yourself that I know you want to get to, you've got to prove to yourself and you've got to see for yourself that you can do this without a crutch. I say that. Yeah. 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 And you deserve it. You know, you, you both deserve. So first of all, so much self-love, so much knowing of how worthy and lovable you are. And you actually both deserve a little break from the roller coaster. This relationship has been Mm. to catch your breath, to catch yourself to find who you are without each other and then to see, you know, and if you wanted to keep a journal or write letters that you, you know, you don't mail for, we could put a time on it, three months, six months, you can. But again, if I had my way and if you guys hired me as your coach and you're like, we'll do whatever you say, I would say I cut it energetically completely. I wouldn't write letters. I wouldn't, you know, if you want to write letters to yourself about your journey, that someday maybe you share with a partner, great. But as long as there's like an attachment and a pull to the other person, you're staying in the relational dynamic you have right now. You're not giving yourselves or each other the opportunity to like divorce this, cut this energetic and actually go create something new for yourselves and your relationship with self and your relationship with your inner child and possibly with each other or another relationship in the future. So do you want to make any agreements now with me or is this something you want to think about and have a conversation with each other? Um, yeah, it's probably something I want to talk to Jade about. Okay. I'm not quite sure what to do right now. Okay. Jade, how about you? I don't want space but I need space I recognize I need to step away from this for my own self to to break that attachment and um 
yeah, I guess like Matt and I can talk about that as to how long, but I'm sort of feeling at least the end of the year, like six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just, from your heart, Jade, and not from an entangled place, not from an worried about his feelings place. I want you to tell him what you need. I need time to have my nervous system back in check so that I'm not constantly hypervigilant and looking for threat and finding out truths and half-truths and more information and I just need space to figure out myself and, you know, what I came to Melbourne for to, to learn about myself and to be alone. And what do you need from him specifically? I guess just understanding and respect that this is what I need to to move forward and wherever that takes us, that's what's meant to be. But just understanding and and respect to to honor the time apart. Mm-hmm. And Matthew, what did you hear Jade say? Um that yeah, she needs to have some time to regulate her nervous system, um, to detach from the hypervigilance and from the from the stress that this has caused her nervous system, and um, that it's you know if we are ever going to be together, it's time for me to step up and and be the man I have expressed to her that I want to be. Yeah. And I want to say to you, Matthew, she is not rejecting you. She is not abandoning you. So some part of you may feel like that, but that's not what's happening here. She actually rejected. Okay, good, good, good. What do you feel? Yeah, I guess I see the the positives in this separation. Like even if it's only for time, I guess there's no use having an expectation for that. It doesn't stop me from loving her any less. Like I, I genuinely feel like a soul level connection to her. And I guess it has been like a very small, a small sort of inkling that I've had that maybe this is what I need to, you know, to detox myself from the, you know, like it just so happens that, you know, my wounds are really heightened by hers and hers are really heightened by mine. So it's, you know, we're very triggered by each other and all, you know, very childlike wounds. So it's it's no wonder that we, you know, need to work on ourselves in that regard. It's just, you know, it doesn't make, you know, that separation, the thought of it even just any easier because it's like, man, like she's my person. And, yeah. you know, like I think about her every time I wake up and every time I go to bed, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough sort of concept to wrap my head around but if I, I I know that if I focus on myself you know my if it's meant to be my heart you know our hearts will always find their way back together yeah and this is where it's like you're breaking the addiction right of thinking about her having it be about her and you're checking in with little Matthew and you're asking how he's doing and you're not outsourcing so much of that self-worth and love because both of you have the opportunity to learn what like real healthy mature love is where 
you're loving for the sake of loving, not loving for the sake of needing. And so, Matthew, I just want to ask you, what do you need? Oh, so much just flooded my brain just now. I think when it all comes down to it, I need myself. Mm-hmm. I need to heal from the things that keep coming up for me, the patterns, the behaviors, the, the childlike adaptations and coping mechanisms that, you know, have taunted my relationships. And yeah, they've, uh, yeah, I guess I've sort of just gone down a path that I never thought I would, but I've kept revisiting. And I uh, just, yeah. yeah, I guess I want to have a bit of sense of pride about who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Pride, worthiness, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm not going to have you do this on the show. I'm going to give you some homework so yeah. you can have a, a conscious uncoupling and really spend time going through this with each other. Um, just want to check in with both of you. Is it okay? Are you both open to having a call just to yourself, which will be your last call for a while? I'll give you some things to to use as, as sentence starters, as prompts. Are you both okay with having that dialogue with each other? Yeah. A call together? Without me. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll just give you some sentence starters. So write these down. So thank you for, I forgive you for, I forgive myself for, I learned from you, what I love about you, and why I'm choosing to uncouple from this relationship. And one more what I'm committing to do for myself. I encourage you both to write it out before you get on a call and go back and forth. You can alternate who goes first for each prompt. If either one of you wants to add a prompt or not, you can. I just wanted to give you some framework. And, you know, again, I encourage you like in this last conversation, I encourage you to keep it to the prompts, to not go into a lot of other story or whatever, and to make agreement for no contact and, you know, make an agreement of when you'll check in with each other. And I can't, you know, I can't tell you what that is. You both have to feel that out together. And you might have an agreement that, you know, one person reaches out and says, let's say the agreement is the end of the year, as Jade mentioned. One of you reaches out and says, are you open to talking? And one of you may say yes. And one of you may say no, who knows, but just really honor where the other person is is going to be the best way to love each other through this and the best way to love yourself through it and break the entanglement and codependent patterns. How does that sound? Rough, but yeah, I guess necessary. Yeah. It's one of those like short-term roughness is long-term better. Yeah. It's like, if you guys don't break out of this pattern and deal with all this now, it just keeps stacking. And then you're Mm. in deeper and it becomes even harder. So now is the time, you know, and there's a reason why you're on this call with me. (laughs) I know there's a reason for everything. The universe is really rooting for both of you. 
to break out some a break out of some of these painful patterns. And it took each other to have them just kind of so in your face so that you can heal them. I'm just going to ask each of you, is there anything you want to say to each other? I mean, you're going to talk again, but is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? Um, yeah, no, not right now. Um, okay. Do you have anything you want to say or anything you want to ask for? I just want to say, like, I know that this is hard and it's not the outcome that either of us want, but it is, it's been like an underlying feeling for a while that this, like our focus has been so much on us, but we need to repair like us as a a unit, but we need to repair us as individuals. And like, that's necessary. Like we can't keep doing this back and forth because that just fuels the addictive. Like I just want to break break those patterns I don't want to I don't want to be in that sort of relationship anymore yeah with yourself or another person yeah 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 well and sometimes the unwanted outcomes actually lead to the best outcomes and I'm just you know I've I've had my own relationship struggles I've helped so many people through theirs and I just want to give you my reassurance because I know this feels really scary and yuck right now that making the choice to end an unhealthy dynamic like this or complete an unhealthy dynamic like this to go and heal individually, it's the best thing you could do. It really, really is. And so, you know, I'm asking you to trust your inner knowing, to trust me in this moment, to trust love to really trust love because when we really truly trust love and truth together it always gets us where we need to go so i just want to deeply acknowledge you both thank you both for your vulnerability i'm sending you both so much love and i know you can do this i know you can love yourself enough and thoroughly and deeply enough to ultimately get to a beautiful, healthy relationship with another. And I'm rooting for both of you. I really am. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you. So thank you to both of you, Jade and Matthew, for agreeing to come on the show. I was really hoping that I'd be able to talk to the two of them together And I'm so glad that they both said yes. So most things that I wanted to say, I said to them, there's a couple things I want to highlight here. One of the ways that we suffer most in relationship is thinking that our love will change someone. Loving someone often gives them the opportunity to do healing, to step into their greatest potential, but it really is up to that person. You know, I share a lot about how when Steph and I first met, we both share about this. He really didn't have money. He didn't have much of a career going. And I knew that I couldn't love him into being successful, but I also really saw his potential, not just potential. I saw his action. I saw his work ethic. I saw his hunger. I saw his drive. And I knew that if I just loved him, like he had someone that believed in him, he could potentially soar. And he has, and he did because he did the work. 
consistently and it was fast. It wasn't like I was waiting around for years. It was as soon as we came together, we moved into the same place. I exposed him a little bit to my community. He just went with it. And so oftentimes coming together in a relationship does help someone step into their fullest potential, but there's a caveat. They have to do it. They have to want it. And it has to happen pretty quick. If you're in a relationship where it's years of the person going back to their old pattern and then you're in the cycle of they apologize and they feel so awful and then you take them back and things are going to be different. They're going to do their work and then something else happens, but you see their little boy or little girl and you love them and this time was different and they're really doing the work and they're seeing the counselor, but then they do it again and it's just like a loop. I just really encourage you to choose you, to love you and There's no bad person. There's no wrong person in this dynamic with Jade and Matthew. They both have their contribution to the dynamic. You know, Jade enabling is the opposite side of the coin of Matthew being dependent on her and sabotaging. It's both a lack of self-trust, a lack of self-worth, trauma from childhood, and just a need to really reparent. So both of them are outsourcing love. Jade is outsourcing love through having the rescuer and the nurturer and the mother and the compassionate one, right? It's like she's getting her value from being needed. And Matthew is getting his value from the attention of other women while at the same time getting his nurturing needs met by Jade. And I know he's attracted to Jade too, but it's like she is both the the safe place and the woman he wants to be with while at the same time he still is chasing self-worth outside of him. Because when we have those deep self-worth issues, when someone actually loves us and shows up for us like Jade is, to Matthew's subconscious mind, he's like, I don't deserve this. I'm not enough. And so subconsciously, he's going to keep sabotaging it and testing it and sabotaging it, which I think is a lot of what's going on. So my encouragement to them, and I'm pretty firm on this, I don't believe that it's healthy for two people to stay in contact that are this entangled. For me, it just continues the entanglement. Even if you're quote unquote broken up, if you're still in contact, if you're still in each other's space, if you're still talking to each other, there's still that dependence. There's still that connection. And I have seen over and over and over again when I've coached couples or even individuals in this kind of relationship, when it's an issue-based relationship like this one, that people have got to go their separate ways and do their own healing. Now, I can think of a couple times when people have come back together and they did their own healing on their own and they got back together and they have a beautiful relationship. I can think of other times of two people realizing, you know what? We learned so much together. Now that we've had some time and space, we really see we need a clean slate with someone else because there's a lot to forgive here and there's a lot of patterns that have just been so ingrained and I'm rooting for them both. And for each of them to have a beautiful, healthy relationship down the road with each other, I don't know, with someone else, I don't know, who knows? I don't have a a sense of that either way. What I did feel strongly about is it was time for this current relationship to come to completion and for both of them to go and do their own work. Jade isn't going to be able to get to the self-trust and the self-love and breaking her caretaker and rescuer pattern if she's still in dynamic with Matthew and Matthew's not going to get to the point where he truly trusts himself to take care of himself and source his own self-worth 
and doesn't need a woman in any way, shape, or form for him to really get to the place of healthy relationship. And I love that they're going to take the sentence stems that I gave them and they're going to have another relationship. And I hope that they keep the agreement of no contact. It's really up to them. I just give my best guidance and it's completely up to the people, but for them and for any of you that are in this dynamic, I, I promise you keeping in contact with someone that you have codependent entanglement patterns with is really just going to slow you both down. So if you really truly love each other, sometimes love is making hard choices and not the choices that, you know, we want necessarily. And I know it can feel gut-wrenching to not contact with someone that you've spent so much time with. And now you're thinking, but what if we have children? And I'll get to that in a second. I know that can feel gut-wrenching because I've done it. <laughs> and I know from personal experience and from coaching so many people that it, it just accelerates things so much. Now, if you have children together, obviously that's a different story. It's, it's near impossible to have no contact with someone that you have children with unless they're grown and out of the house. So minimize contact, come up with a way that you communicate, be it email, be it text, where you really minimize and you aren't asking your kids, you know, what did dad do this weekend or what, who, what did mom have a friend over? You know, you're really not in each other's lives as much as possible. So you can go and do your own healing. Relationships are tough. They're beautiful. They're fulfilling. They're consciousness raising and they're freaking hard sometimes. And they're harder if we are trying to save the other or save ourselves through another. They're easier when two people who take full responsibility for their own healing come together in an interdependent, not codependent way. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.